And I can just remember, you know, going into grandma's house in the living room and your dad and my dad and Aunt Julie and Aunt Mandy and like everybody, Uncle Larry, sitting there talking. Mm -hmm. It was a discussion. Nobody was ever like angry, but the voices were raised. Yes. (laughs) And it was always some heated topic when you come in the room. Like (laughs) you, if you didn't know us, you would think that everybody was legit fighting in there, but that's just the way they spoke, Uh you know? Hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest all the way from Stewart, Florida. My very own cousin, Amanda, is joining us. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm good, Andrew. How are you? I'm just doing great. I'm so excited. It's been a while since I've done an interview for uh, the Hobbs Happenings here, and I'm excited that you decided to do one with me, so it's going to be great. Me too. I'm, I told you I'm a little nervous, but we'll get through it together. <laughs> well, you were telling me th- before we started, right, that, that uh, David, your husband, uh, might be a better storyteller than you, but I think we're going to see that maybe you have an uh, unknown talent that we didn't know about yeah. before. Oh, he would <laughs> love to hear that I have an unknown talent, but unfortunately <laughs> for the past 10 years, Every time something, you know, I come home or we're on the phone, it's tell me a story and I'm not quite sure what to say. So I have to rack my brain thinking, oh, okay, it has to be a good story. What? It, and it, he just means what's going on. How was your day? But, yeah. it, you know, he wants me to dive in deep and, uh, and I tend to not do that. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I'll just start you out with a softball question then. It'll be great. So Amanda, Perfect. when and where were you born? I was born January 7th, 1989, and I was born in West Palm Beach, Florida. I think at that time it was the Gardens Hospital. Yes. Um, yeah. That was an easy question. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, see, easy peasy. No problems here. <laughs> These other questions will be easy too. Uh, and okay. I know a lot of the people that will listen already know you, so some of these might sound like why are we asking this? But there are people that, right. don't, that don't necessarily know you. So I know mm-hmm. your siblings. Why don't you tell me about your siblings? Go through the order. Uh, okay. The youngest and then kind of describe them for me, what they were like growing up with you, I guess. Very good. Okay. So I have four siblings. I have uh, two brothers and two sisters. Um, it goes me. I'm, of course, I'm the oldest. I, um, there's no shame. I'm 30 years old. Okay. (laughs) That hurts just a little. I just, I I remember, I remember meeting David when I was 19 years old and he was 26. And I literally thought, oh my goodness, are you depressed? Like, how are you going through life? Like at 26 years old, I mean, and you just keep getting older (laughs) You know, and it was his 27th birthday. And I was like, oh, man, are you okay? Like, oh, I can't believe I'm saying I'm 30, but I'm 30. And uh, then it's my brother, Klaus. And he is, he actually just turned 29 where there's an 18th, uh, 18-month age gap in there. And um, so we'll start with Klaus. Klaus as a child, um, he was very, he was quiet. he mainly observed. Uh, he knew how to, th- he, and even his tantrums were very quiet. I mean, 
we would just, you know, just say, oh, Klaus is going to hit the deck. And that means he would fall flat on the floor and throw a little tantrum. And, you know, that, that was when he was younger, of course. But, you know, I don't think he's changed all that much. You know, he's, he's very, he's quiet. And I think he, you know, there's a lot going on in his head, but, you know, I mean, doesn't necessarily uh, say it. I mean, it could have to do with there's three of us girls Mm -hmm. and then my mom and we're all very loud. And so there might not be much room for him to say anything. (laughs) So that's, uh, that was Klaus. Catherine is uh, 27. Um, She's about three and a half, four years um, age gap. Um, Catherine was, she was very easygoing and she still is. Nothing really ruffles her feathers. Uh, Nothing ever did. And she was, I don't know if this is true about any middle child, but you know, she was just, just easy. She didn't get in trouble much. Oh, Klaus, Klaus got in trouble, by the way. Yeah. Klaus (laughs) got, I don't, you see, I don't even know he was so quiet, you know, Uh but he got in trouble. He got spankings. Catherine, she hardly ever did that I remember. She was just, she was just always the good one. She's, you know, just, just very easy. Caroline, Caroline's 24. There's about a six age, uh, 16, uh, six years age gap between me and Caroline. Caroline, uh, she was strong willed, very, very strong willed. Um, she, Love to mother. I think out of us uh, three girls, she was the one who was the the nurturer of of everyone. You know, she and to this day, she's like that. You know, just making sure that everybody's okay. You know, everybody's feelings are validated. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's very much that way. But she was very strong willed. Um, I would say when we were younger, we did not get along. Uh, that much but you know my sisters now are you know my best friends I yeah I mean it's it's you know if I'm gonna go out to eat with somebody or go shopping with somebody you know it's my sisters rather than calling friends so um, and then there's James oh James he there's an eight-year age gap with me and James Mm -hmm. and we uh, called him Joseph from the Bible. He was okay. a coat of many colors, you know, just, <laughs> we didn't sell him though. We might've tried. That's good. Um, very, very, very he, noble yeah. of you, Amanda, to resist <laughs> that temptation. I know. Right. Uh, but yeah, he was the baby. I mean, I was eight when he was born. So, you know, changed his diapers, fed him, you know, he was, he was like a little, yeah, he was a little baby. And James was, you know, uh, did he get in trouble? I don't, I just, I don't know. I, here's the thing. And I say this to my parents all the time. I, and I tell my brother, I, uh, James, and I say, James, just so you're aware and everybody else is aware, we did not have the same parents growing up. <laughs> we didn't. We had two totally different parents. I'll tell you, you that know? is exactly what Natalia, Stephen, and Anna tell me, Beck, and David all the time. I, like it's right. it, it's completely different, which makes sense. I mean, they were the for the older kids. Mom and Dad got to try out everything on them, and then, yeah. then they decided how they wanted to do it with us. Right. It, it was try <laughs> trial and error. I was like, wait, you get to do that? Yeah. What do you mean? What's the big deal? I couldn't do that. <laughs> like, what are you doing right now? You know. 
but yes, I was the firstborn. I was a female, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, no, James was the fifth one. And I think everybody kind of gets a little tired. And by the fifth one, you know, so Becca by the sixth one, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little different. So, yeah. And I'll tell you, um, one of the best things about these podcasts is you describe all of them. And then maybe if Klaus, Catherine, Caroline, and James listen I, to this, they'll be like, no, she got it all wrong. And then they'll do one with me. And no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm afraid that's coming up. So I'm trying to be really nice. I so, love them all. <laughs> so there are certain, you just talked about, there are kind of stereotypes whenever it comes to the youngest kid, whether it's Rebecca mm -hmm. in our family or if it's, uh, you know, James and y'all's family. Um, there are certain stereotypes with oldest children too, Amanda. So I wonder oh. how many, how many of those fit you of being bossy and domineering and it, from your own mouth, do, do okay. you kind of fit that mold of the oldest child being the, the bossy one? Yeah, I, I did it. You know, everybody had a job to do and I kind of directed that. <laughs> You were a super. Yeah, I understand. I was the super, and you know, I I babysat a lot, uh -huh. so I was put in that position. But yes, I guess I was bossy. I was a very strong-willed child. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I directed everybody, and James probably, you know, got the brunt of that. But he was a good sport, <laughs> you know. Good. So, so but <laughs> James has four mothers, by the way. Yes. <laughs> That poor guy. That's all right. I know. <laughs> um, so I want to know, besides, you know, bossing people around and stuff like that, what, mm -hmm. what other things did you like to do for fun whenever you were uh, growing up? Oh, man. Um, I remember on Delaware, you remember my parents' old house mm -hmm. on Gomez. Um, I loved when my dad would come home from work. First off, that was that was I remember him like walking through the door and that was just a highlight I still remember it like he was home and, and it you know you saw him every day and Charlotte does this with Dave now but it's mm -hmm. like it's like you haven't seen somebody in a month but it's yeah. literally been like 12 hours yeah. and you know they're back and so he would come home and uh you know like mow the lawn but it was a riding mower or am I saying that right? Like you sat on a seat yeah. and steered. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, you so come I from a that. family of landscapers. I mean, come I know on. you would think <laughs> out. I'm like, wait, writing. That's right. Yeah. I'm right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have been married to a man for 10 years that does not do that. So uh -huh. it takes me a little bit. So gotcha. anyway, um, I would mow the lawn and I, I don't know. It just, it was kind of fun for me, fun mm -hmm. to me. So I, uh, that was definitely a, a highlight. Um, and then when we moved out to Trailside with the property, um, oh, we loved riding. I loved riding four wheelers mm -hmm. with my siblings and we had horses. So we would ride horses out there as well. Um, and those were just some of the things. See, we were and are, I think, um, very family oriented. So most of the things that we like to do was with family, whether, you know, I think it was every Saturday night was like family night to where, so we didn't go anywhere, like out with our friends. We all stayed home, watched a movie, played a game. So, and it's, those are the fun memories that I have. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about friends or going to like tournaments or sports. It was, you know, we went to a very conservative um, school. 
mm-hmm. that didn't have a lot of sports. So it, it's just mainly been family. Yeah. Let me ask you about that school. What What's the name of the school that you went to growing up? I went to Hope Sound Christian Academy. Um, I went there starting in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Went to that um, the Bible church all my life. About so I think it was when I was a junior in high school. I went up to God's Bible School in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the college though. I went to their academy there. Is that is that um, in Cincinnati? Is that or where yes. is that? At? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yep, Cincinnati, Ohio, and you know, Florida girl. I wasn't. Huh, I wasn't used to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. Um, so yeah, that's where I went to school. It was a. It was a. It was a good conservative school for all of us. All five of us went there and um I would not change that for anything you know the beliefs the value system so it was it was a good good thing did you like school growing up the academic part of it 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 didn't come like super super easy for me but I didn't struggle as much as some of my other siblings maybe Mm -hmm. um it always bothered me like when I had homework like I work now, play later type of a thing. Yeah. I could not not do something. It, you know, it just bothered me. And so I, I think I was good as far as I didn't make straight A's, but I think I was a good student. One of my favorite subjects um, was math. I don't know, kind of a nerd, but it was intriguing to me, challenging to me. Yeah kind of difficult. So it was good. Yeah. I liked math until I got to pre-cal. And once I got to pre-cal, I was like, I don't know what this stuff is. (laughs) (laughs) But before then it was great. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like the the fun is over now. Yeah. Um, So you said that uh, there weren't a lot of like sports and stuff offered at the, at uh, the Hope Sound uh, Christian Academy that you went to. Were there any other extracurricular activities that you were able to be involved in? I know you said you guys were very family oriented, so not as much of that stuff, but did you get to do any extracurricular activities, music lessons, singing, anything like Um, that? So I was the child that declined to refuse to do music lessons. Um, My sisters played the piano. My brothers, I think, got guitar lessons, and I just did not. So, no, Boo, I was in. Amanda. I Boo. know, I know. So awful. <laughs> I was in. I did choir, so I did a lot of choir trips. Uh-huh. Singing wasn't my best, but anyway. I did a lot of choir, choir trips. I was um, on the Bible Bowl team. Yeah. In high fun. school. At, like, I was really good at memorization. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did that. Um, did you guys do with the, the Bible bowl? We did Bible quizzing for a little bit whenever we were in Louisville at the Nazarene church and you have like the little boxes that you pull up your answer, like a B or C or whatever. What was, what was the Bible bowl like for you? The Bible bowl was, it it was centered around memorization. I don't remember a B C. I don't remember that. It was like, you would just have to say a verse, a lot of memorization, or I don't know. I, I was good with memorizing now when they would just ask questions about a character in the Bible doing what I don't, I don't know, but I had to memorize Hebrews chapter six, Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I could say it now, but I memorized the whole entire thing. That's awesome. 
That yeah, is, that's so. pretty impressive. <laughs> I don't know. And I had a fun um, Bible teacher, Jason Walker. I don't okay. know if you knew any of the Walkers, but it was, um, no, it was fun. So that was it. And then there was some like um, volleyball at the school, okay. like teams, um, like family fun night. They would get um, some teams together and there would be sponsorships and you would play. And I enjoyed volleyball. I mean, it, so it wasn't like, but it wasn't like a, a sport there, Yeah, but yeah. I did, I did like that. And I babysat a lot, extracurricular activities. You know, <laughs> I babysat a lot. Mostly just your siblings or did you babysit any of the kids around as well? I did. I babysat. Um, there was a pilot and his wife um, that had three children in Hope Sound. And I started a, at Hope Sound Christian Academy and I started babysitting them when I was 12 mm-hmm. and three children. And I did that for maybe four or five years, cleaned for them and babysat for them. And, and it was fun, you know. So I guess I'm that nurturer in some ways back yeah. then. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, now I want to go back. You said you went to um, GBS, but for high school, right? Yeah. I'm in Cincinnati. It was, yeah, it was for high school. I don't remember the name of the academy there. Okay, but, yeah, but it's it it's for, affiliated with God's Bible School. What, yes, absolutely. Was it ninth through twelfth grade, or how no, long were it, you out there? I think it was like junior and senior, but I came back part way for senior, so I could graduate with Hope Sound okay. Christian Academy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was, I met, I still have friends from up there that I met while I was up there, like lifelong mm-hmm. friendships. So, awesome. um, yeah, it was good. It was cold, but it was fun. <laughs> now, were you, were you excited for like a new opportunity to be in someplace new? Was it scary kind of for you being that far away, I guess, from family in high school or was it more yeah. of like, man, I'm excited to be here? It was a little scary. I, you know, I was not, I was sort of this reserved person kind of bashful and so I didn't like go out of my comfort zone a lot Mm -hmm. so but I you know I lived in the girls dorm which was the college dorm there because I was in boarding school so I I was there and so that's how I got to know a lot of the a lot of the people and it made me come out of like my shell I roomed with people so um, it was, it was fun and I'm glad I wouldn't have changed that. I'm glad I went and, um, you know, I still have some of the, some of those friends and very lucky to have them. Yeah. That's a cool opportunity. Uh, now once you got done with high school, uh, and you yeah. finished, I guess, down at, uh, Hope Sound so that you could graduate uh, with the people down there, uh, right. what did you do after high school and what went into your decision of what you were going to do after high school? I knew from a very from a very early age that I wanted to do something in the medical field. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it started with um, Great Papa, mm-hmm. Grandma's um, Grandma's dad, mm-hmm. and seeing him in in the skilled nursing facility that he was in, and just wanting to be able to help people. You know, um, I knew that with nursing you could get a job anywhere. Yeah. And there was so many different aspects of nursing that I liked and I liked helping people. And again, you know, I don't, I tend to not back away from a challenge Yeah, and it's, you know, it's just constantly challenging my mind 
and I love it. So, you know, I went from at 16 years old, I was a companion. It's called a companion um, for um, family private care mm-hmm. um, down here. It's a home health agency down in here, down here in Hope Sound, Florida, which was funny enough. Um, it was my future mother-in-law's company. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, funny how that works. But yeah. um, I started there when I was 16 doing, um, doing companion work, CNA work, which is just um, caregiving. And I liked it. Um, from that point, I went to become, um, a certified nursing assistant at 18. Um, when I came back down from GBS, I worked on Jupiter Island Mm -hmm. and I just, that's what, man, that's what I wanted to do. So I went to college, got my degree, worked at a trauma hospital in um, Fort Pierce, Florida, which is in the middle of the projects, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, you could hear gunshots going. (laughs) Yeah. And when they say code yellow, I mean, it's legit. Like the hospital is on lockdown and I don't care if you're in labor, you're not going in or coming out. So it was, it was, it was fun, you know. Um, so what's I the What's with, the most What's the most interesting or craziest story uh, that you had from your time at that hospital working there in Fort Pierce? Oh man, I don't, the whole thing was just crazy. Gunshot wounds, and you know, this guy had a chest tube in. It, it, I don't know, just everything. And, you know, you go from that into a code blue. And I mean, I think I was stuck doing compressions for like 15 minutes straight. And so like with the fleece jacket on too, because it's cold in the hospital Yeah, and I'm well prepared. So I don't know if there's any like, I'm sure you give me a minute, I could think of something, but Mm -hmm. it was just overall, you know, having eight, eight patients. Yeah which was so unsafe, but eight patients at a time. And just, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of drug users. Gotcha. So I was constantly pushing, pushing pain meds. So that got a little old, but Mm. you know, it was, it was fun. So I went from that to Martin County, Martin health is Cleveland clinic, Martin health now. And you know, they call it, people around call it the country club because it's like the country club hospital compared to everywhere else around yeah yeah so when i came when i went there i was like oh my goodness this is this is great like (laughs) you know you know nurses i hear like complaining oh i have six patients and can you believe this and can you believe that and i'm like what are you talking about i love it here (laughs) I found my niche. This mm-hmm. is awesome. So I, um, I did that for a little bit and then I went, uh, my mother-in-law started a company in Stewart, Florida, evergreen private care. And now I work for her. She has a company in Houston, Texas, right where Natalia lives, by the way. Well, there you go. I know. When you move and, into Houston and go hang out with uh, with Natalia, you know, but just do. Uh, no, it's, there's one right down here. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, nursing is just challenging. I love it. Um, and, yeah, I would not, wouldn't change it. 
Yeah. So, so that's what, kind of my history. Yeah. What is, what is the day to day look like for you when you're at work? First, do you, um, do you work full time doing the nursing or is it uh, part time? Yes. So right now, um, I work full time with Evergreen Private Care um, as the director of nursing there. And then I do actually a day a week still at the hospital. Okay. To keep up my skills. And, um, you know, medicine is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And the acute care setting, I know you didn't ask me for all this, but the acute care setting is, you know, um, changing all the time. And so I felt it was important for me to be there. And so I juggle both currently. Mm -hmm. And my day to day is children off to school, go to work, you know, I deal with a lot of different people, a lot of different situations. Um, And then I come home and do the nighttime ritual. Mm -hmm. And I start all over again. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy. Yes. Isn't Rebecca doing nursing? School? Nursing. Yeah. And PCC. We've got uh, oh, a wow. heck of a lot of nurses in the family. Cause aren't, are both, both of your we sisters do. did nursing or one of them? Both. No, both of them. Both? They're both okay. RNs. One of them is, uh, yep. Down South at JFK. And the other one is right here at Martin actually with me. Awesome. Yeah. Cause so yeah. Becca, Becca is going to become a nurse. I know that, um, my mother-in-law works at, uh, as a nurse in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, it's, it's really, yeah. So oh, wow. lots of nurses in the family. If anyone ever gets and Al- sick and Alyssa, I, you know, definitely. Al- I was going to say Alyssa, yeah. isn't she like in the OR or something? Yeah. She works up there in Louisville and is, 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 Wow. Do you know what Clara is majoring in? I thought maybe she was doing nursing at PCC, but I'm not sure. I, I think that she, uh, yeah, I think that she is. And, you know, Gwen is a nurse. Yeah. So we just all over the place. We, we keep naming and we're just leaving people out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's like at least one in each family. Yeah. See, so the more you That's talk cool. about the, um, the nitty gritty of nursing, the more we'll have listeners because we have so I many. know. The thing about it is, is that I get, I just, I'm not a really good storyteller and it's no. better to get me right after a shift than mm-hmm. like two days later. And I'm like, Oh, it was great. Everything is awesome. I love being a nurse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is there, um, cause you, you said that you work at uh, the Evergreen private care and then also yes. day a week at the hospital. Yeah. Is there, is there a big difference in your role and like what you do at the one as opposed to the other? Absolutely. So, um, I started working for, Evergreen private care about uh, six months ago and as a director of nursing. And um, when I, I actually left the hospital at that time mm-hmm. um, completely. And when I left, I was a charge nurse at Martin. Um, now I went back and I'm a bedside nurse okay. to keep up my skills. Like I'm there for one reason mm-hmm. and that's to use my skills yep. and to get, you know, proficient at them. Um, and at Evergreen, it's more director of nursing. You're more managing okay. the care. You're managing nurses, you're managing caregivers um, and not at the bedside. So I get a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and I like that. It's, 
you know, every day is different. Even when I'm at Evergreen, every day is different and um, challenging in a different way, you know. Yeah. And I imagine uh, being a wife and a mother as well. That's a lot to juggle with all that stuff. So what's it like? I know I've talked to Anna a lot about her, you know, working and then having her kids running around and stuff. And it's, it's a lot. So what's it like juggling being a, a full-time, uh, you know, worker at the mm-hmm. hospital and evergreen private care, and then also juggling being a, a wife and a mom as well? You know, it's, it's not easy. Um, you know, some days I just don't want to get up and go to work and I would mm-hmm. love to just stay home with my kids. Um, but I think that working, um, makes me a better mom. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, um, and I have to do it all. I don't have a choice. Um, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, I, I never imagined that, you know, two humans would bring me so much joy, mm-hmm. but yet I have no time whatsoever for myself. Yeah. Like ever. <laughs> my day starts with them. My day ends with them, mm-hmm. you know, and being a wife, um, that's not easy too, but I'm so glad I've been married to David for almost 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy to say almost a decade (laughs) and you're getting so old, Amanda. I know (laughs) trials and tribulations, but he is my ride or die. He's truly, you know, my best friend. And I look forward to seeing him in the evening and talking to him on the phone during the day. Mm -hmm. And so it is a juggle. It is a struggle. Um, You know, getting up at 530, six o'clock to start the routine of getting them up, getting them dressed, getting them ready to go out the door, parent teacher conferences. Yeah. It's a lot, but you know, but it's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, Charlotte is now attending Hope Sound Christian Academy, Mm -hmm. where I used to go. So it's come full circle. Absolutely. And the same secretary I had at Hope Sound, she has at Hope Sound. So it's like, (laughs) ah, Miss Vion, hi. You remember me? That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a joy. Um, I did want to say something about my extracurricular activities or like my favorite memories, which was, I think every year or every other year getting together for Christmas mm-hmm. with all of us. Do you remember that? I don't know. Oh, that's sad. That's, <laughs> I shouldn't have asked that question, but that was like, it was such a big deal. And like all of those pictures and I can just remember, you know, going into grandma's house in the living room and your dad and my dad and Aunt Dooley and Aunt Mandy and like everybody, Uncle Larry sitting there talking. Mm -hmm. It was a discussion. Nobody was ever like angry, but the voices were raised. Yes. (laughs) And it was always some heated topic when you come in the room. Like you, if you didn't know us, you would think that everybody was legit fighting in there, but that's just the way they spoke, Uh you know? And I think that, you know, those trips, trips to Tennessee, trips to Kentucky in, in your parents' old house, you know, mm-hmm. on that farm, mm-hmm. going out in the barn, 
you know, going out in the, it was the playhouse and Natalia, it was so freezing cold out there, but Natalia and Anna and I would go in there, play with Barbies. It was just, (laughs) those are the memories that are like so fun to me going to Tennessee and going to Aunt Mandy's house in Tennessee. And I just, you know, just all of those, you know, those, those memories just flood back to you of, just the good old times. And I wish she remembered those. I remember, I remember some of the things, not, not as many, like, honestly, when you're talking about where um, your family lived, all I remember is the, the house with the the property that you guys were on. Like that's, that's what I remember. So yeah. And And, that makes sense. Um, Yeah. That, yeah, I totally, I would get, I think James might've been like five or something. mm -hmm five maybe when we moved out to Trailside, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I mean, he doesn't necessarily remember all that. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. I don't remember, remember, no, you don't remember your parents lived on cross rip, like a few houses down. Okay. Um, so that was, that was very early on though. Um, but yeah. I still have like vivid, vivid memories from that. That's cool. And then everybody sort of in hope sound and then not anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, -hmm. I'll finish with one more question for you. Uh, So a lot of who we are as people and what I've asked to lots of other people comes from what our parents have taught us, you know, obviously because they are so influential in our lives, especially growing up. Mm -hmm. So I want to know from you, what are one or a couple of the things, if you learned anything from your parents, these would be the one or few things that that is definitely what they made sure that they got into your head and uh, has helped you for kind of the rest of your life. What would be those things for you? Okay. Well, with my dad, he, from a very young age, it was, He was very, um, he would always say he, he would always make us feel loved, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when we would get up in the morning, when he would wake us up in the morning before he would tuck us in at night, it was that, that, I don't know. I had friends that there, it was odd. Their, their father, daughter, father, son relationship was just odd to me. because they didn't say, I love you. And they didn't necessarily even show that, you Mm. know, and he always wanted a hug. He always wanted to ask us how our day was. And so, you know, now I see the importance of that, of really spending time with your kids and having discussions with them and telling them that you love them and being affectionate to them. And that is something that my dad, he definitely, he was, I mean, he would, he would do anything for us. You know, I, I, he, we were his number one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like showing that affection to the kids, you know, I I try not to raise my voice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't always, doesn't always happen, but (laughs) showing that affection to your kids, just letting them know that you love them no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you let them know that several times a day. Yeah. Um, is, is very important. Um, 
Uh, I would go back. I would go to work ethic mm-hmm. as well. That is something that I felt um, they instilled in us at a yep. very young age was you're going to know how to clean your room, clean your car, wash your car, uh, mow a lawn. I mean, you were going to do it and you were going to do it every day. <laughs> we always would have chores. And that's something that, I mean, I look around now and I think, I don't know how people, you know, people do it yeah. because it's just, you walk in somebody's home and it's like, Oh, okay. Wow. I'm yeah. glad I was taught how to do that. So yeah. I'm trying with my own kids, but definitely work ethic. I mean, I think Papa and Grandma started it. I, mean, I was going to say, they, if, you're, if you're a Hobbs or oh, a part of the man. family and you're not a hard worker, then that's not going to work out well. So. It's, <laughs> it's not going to work out well. And <laughs> I mean, yes, it was, yeah, very, very hard workers to this day. Grandma and Papa both could run circles around me. Yeah. I'm not even, it's not an exaggeration. Like, it's really not. I'm like, oh, Grandma, can we stop you? Like, oh, no, I'm almost done. I mean, she really, I'm, she's, yeah, they're, they're very hard workers and they yeah. get it all, they get it all done and they yeah, absolutely. Do, so, yes. Um, and I think uh, just very, again, family oriented family um you know i've the, all those gatherings family reunions um family is you know other than god family is number one yep. and that's always been really important and something that i treasure and i hope to pass along to my kids yeah, absolutely. Sounds like your parents did a great job teaching you that and that you're doing it with your kiddos as well. So, yes. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciated you being on here. I had a blast. I hope oh, you did too. I did. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. Please join us next time for another exciting episode of the Hobbs Happenings podcast. If you'd like to be on the podcast, please reach out to me. I tried to contact as many of you guys as possible. If you got a story or if you know of someone that would have a great story, uh, please reach out uh, via just giving me a text or you can send me a message on uh, Facebook at The Hobbs Happenings uh, or on Instagram at The Hobbs Happenings as well. But until next time, toodles. Toodles.